Hello, you're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Has a patient or a patient's family ever turned to you for support in dealing with eczema? Well, today we'll turn to some of the nation's leading pediatric dermatology specialists for help in scratching the surface of this physically demanding and psychologically stressful skin condition. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of Scratching the Surface of Eczema. With me today are Drs. Lawrence Eichenfield and Magdalene Dohill and clinical nurse specialist Therese Cousin. Larry Eichenfield is a full professor of pediatrics and medicine, dermatology at University of California, San Diego, and chief of pediatric and adolescent dermatology at Rady Children's Hospital, San Diego. He's widely regarded as one of the premier atopic dermatitis specialists in the country. Magdalene Dohill is an assistant clinical professor of pediatrics and medicine, dermatology, at the University of California, San Diego. She's also the director of the Eczema Center at Rady Children's Hospital, San Diego, the first of its kind in the country, which opened in April of 2007 to wide acclaim. Also joining us today is Therese Cousin, clinical registered nurse and the clinical care coordinator and educator at Rady Children's Hospital, San Diego. She's been with the Eczema Center for quite some time, and we'll be discussing what it's like to treat atopic dermatitis patients over the long term. Welcome, Drs. Eichenfield and Dohill and Ms. Cousin. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I guess my first question is, you see so many atopic dermatitis patients that come through your clinic. There have to be a few that are just really difficult to treat. No matter what techniques you're using, they probably are just recalcitrant treatment. Can you talk about what it's like to have those populations of patients that maybe the primary care physician isn't seeing? When we see patients that are obviously difficult to manage with their atopic dermatitis, we really need that extra time to go deeper and find out, is this just a lack of treatment? Is there a missing piece in treatment? Are there other stress factors in that person's life, psychosocial factors that have a definitive impact on the disease cause? Or are there other triggers that we need to identify? And these are the patients where we really appreciate the input also of our experienced nursing staff, because most of these patients will need some hands-on treatment in the office on that particular day. And Therese, how long have you been taking care of patients clinically? For over 30 years. Wow. And what were you doing before you came to pediatric dermatology? I worked in the neonatal intensive care unit. Must have been challenging. Very challenging. How does it compare to treating atopic dermatitis patients? A different type of challenge, but definitely on the same scale, even though it's not the intensive care unit. It's an intense environment. What is it that makes it so intense? Just dealing with children that have a chronic skin condition. People do not realize that when you have a skin condition such as severe atopic dermatitis, it's a condition that people cannot hide. When kids have cancer, when kids have rheumatoid arthritis, you don't necessarily know by looking at them, but when a child is affected with atopic dermatitis, everybody sees what is happening to that child. And that is a tough course for kids to have to deal with, whether they're two months old or 18 years old. Every day they look at themselves in the mirror and they can see what's happening to their skin. It's interesting that of all the patients you've probably seen go through the atopic dermatitis clinic and even the newly opened eczema center, that you chose to focus on more of the psychosocial aspects of what you would see as a nurse rather than maybe the physical signs specifically. Well, it's such the psychosocial is such a huge component. And if you help them get a handle on the psychosocial aspect and to help them feel comfortable in their own skin, 
then it ultimately will help them deal with the condition, take control of the condition, and not hopefully flare as much. I guess you have to probably get the skin under control from a physical perspective, at least in part, before you can work on the psychosocial. What are some of the new techniques that are out there for helping patients? One of our most widely used techniques are what we call wet wraps. And the wet wraps are a very useful tool with the intensive treatment of atopic dermatitis. And they serve not only as an effective barrier to scratching, but they can help increase the hydration and rehydration of the skin, which ultimately will help them sleep, which is a huge problem. What exactly is a wet wrap? Is that a burrito or a tortilla? It's basically, it acts as an occlusive barrier, which helps promote the absorption of the steroids that we're trying to get better penetration into their skin. And we start out teaching the parents that wet wraps are a very useful tool. They can be time intense, but if you prepare ahead of time and get the child used to being touched, wrapped, and that it will only, in the end, promote a very good night's sleep at some times. We start out by instructing them that they're going to use their steroid cream first, followed by the emollient barrier, which is generally a Vaseline or petroleum-based product, followed by a wet material, which can be anything from gauze that we use in the hospital to a wet tube sock that would fit over the leg or the arm of the child. It can be a wet t-shirt. The idea is not to have it sopping wet, but just damp against the skin. Then you would want to follow it with a dry gauze, a dry t-shirt, and they are to go to sleep like that, or you can wear them in the morning or all day. Uh, It just depends on how bad your flare is. We reserve wet wraps, though, what's important for people to remember. We reserve these when they are really in bad flares because what you're trying to do is to increase the absorption of those steroids. So you don't want to ever abuse the wet wraps because they do promote better penetration of the steroids. So this is something that patients should or should not be doing under the direct supervision of their physicians? Definitely under the direct supervision of their physicians. It's a highly useful tool, wet wraps. They have to be done the right way, and people should know about them and be educated about them, uh, but they should be done under the direction of a specialist who knows how to use them. Wonderful. You're listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, and I'm speaking with doctors Magdalene Dohill and Lawrence Eichenfield and registered nurse Therese Cousin, and we're discussing atopic dermatitis in children. So wet wraps we heard as a tool. Therese, what other tools are out there that maybe we haven't heard of? We also have bleach baths to offer to the kids, which will just help to decrease the colonization of bacteria when you instruct them how to do bleach baths. It's important that, first of all, you want to make sure that the child doesn't have any type of allergic reaction as it is to bleach. But we encourage the parents during their bathing time to just add a quarter of a cup of regular bleach, for example, Clorox, um, any of your generic bleach, into a full tub of water. Let the child soak in there for about 10 minutes. And then the most important thing that you can remember about that bleach bath is to make sure that you rinse them afterwards. And we've had great success with uh, decreasing some of the bacterial infections with 
some of our bad atopic dermatitis children. And you can repeat these bleach baths two to three times a week or as prescribed by your doctor. So another tool that the patient should be using under the supervision of a dermatologist? Yes, definitely there should be some degree of supervision. And what has been very helpful is that during the eczema center sessions, we actually in hands-on demonstration show what is the right amount to use and for both bleach baths and wet wraps, uh, how to actually go about it. Okay, so those are two specific tools that we're using hands-on. Maybe they're not working out well. Are there other systemic therapies that the eczema center has been using? Yes, there are a set of systemic therapies that we use, uh, generally for refractory patients who they're not responding, and for patients who have very persistent disease where they haven't been clear for months or in cases years at a time. There's sort of a step set of therapies that we use for short-term, very rare occasions. Uh, we'll use prednisone, which is highly effective, but very dangerous to be used because we don't want people to rely on that for therapy. Then there's a variety of potent immunosuppressives that can be used for multiple months at a time, cyclosporin, azathioprine, methotrexate, perhaps some of the biologic agents. These are not commonly done. They're generally done by atopic dermatitis specialists, and they need to be carefully considered by the patients as well as the physician due to a significant amount of, of risks as well as laboratory follow-up that needs to be done if they're going to be utilized. Is there a specific role for phototherapy in atopic dermatitis patients? There's definitely a role for supervised phototherapy that is, again, given in the office. In our office, we use narrowband UVB treatment. And in patients that have very widespread disease, that have experienced uh, frequent and intensive flare-ups of their disease, the phototherapy can help to transition from topical treatment or to limit the degree, the amount of topical anti-inflammatory treatment that uh, may be needed and can help induce a more steady disease state. A word of caution is that most commonly the dermatitis needs initially be controlled with these topical anti-inflammatory agents before slowly phototherapy can be initiated as a more long-term tool. So Ms. Cousin, as a nurse sort of seeing this objectively, I have to imagine that with all these treatment options that are available to atopic dermatitis patients, it's pretty easy to get confused. And I, I'm sort of looking to you to maybe talk a little bit about what do you hear that's most confusing to these patients? Generally, the most confusing piece of treatment for them is what to do first. And the second would be how much medication should I use? And Dr. Eichenfeld specifically spends a great deal of time addressing this issue with each parent because you never really know how much medication they're using until they bring in the medications that they have used and say, this is how much medication I have used over the past three weeks. And then just when we're trying to introduce wet wraps and bleach baths, just trying to keep everything focused on simple treatments and not making it difficult. Let the disease not control you and how you're treating them. And just to think through logically what steps you're going to take. So again, education, really important here. Absolutely. Uh, we need to educate families how to respond to their disease, both to get the disease under control and then to figure out what things they need to do to keep it under control. 
You know, I think the rewarding thing to see is that once you have coached patients through these means like bleach baths or wet wraps and they come for a repeat office visit to actually see the improvement, to see how they notice this time the child was not able to scratch open the skin again and they've turned the corner and, you know, that is the rewarding experience. I want to thank clinical nurse specialist Therese Cousin and doctors Lawrence Eichenfield and Magdalene Dohill from the University of California, San Diego and Rady Children's Hospital, San Diego. They've been our guests as we've been discussing atopic dermatitis in the pediatric population. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of Scratching the Surface of Eczema. You've been listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For more information on eczema, please visit the Eczema Center's website at www.eczemacenter.org. You can also check out the National Eczema Association at www.nationaleczema.org and the American Academy of Dermatology at www.aad.org. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.